Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Hey, mamas. Welcome to Between Us Moms. As always, what an honor it is to have your ear for 30 minutes. We know that life is chaos and we love you for being here. We love you, love you, love you. And let's dive right into it because this week's Cliff Notes come with a massive announcement. Katie, hit us with it. Okay, so I'm pregnant. Yay! You've you've known this since the very beginning, um, but it's a little secret that we've been keeping. I'm 13 weeks and I'm so excited, but this pregnancy has been so different than my first pregnancy. So with Kaya, it was an IVF pregnancy and this one happened naturally and sporadically and we were so surprised, but good surprised. Just really shocked and then I think really hopeful that it would be real. I think once you've had loss, and I've said this before, it's always hard to feel like you're not waiting for the other shoe to drop. And for me, you know, I've never had a natural pregnancy work out. So I was just really nervous, but alas, I'm pregnant. Our nip test came back and showed that this baby is healthy. She's a girl. And I feel really ecstatic to give Kaya a sister. I love my sister so much. Hallie, I know how close you and Hannah, your sister are. Yeah. And I think it's just so special, right? It's the greatest. I mean, there's no greater blessing in life than a sister that, you know, feels like your best friend. That's like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm also pregnant with a girl. So you and I are just keeping girls um, in population. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, I keep saying to my husband, I'm like, what do we do to make sure their best friends. Like, I don't want to force it. Like, I don't feel like my parents forced my sister and I to be best friends, but somehow they fostered this environment where we are. So I'm like, what did they do? What's the secret sauce? Because I want that for them. Were you guys always super close growing up or was it more in your adulthood lives? I totally tortured her when we were little. Like, I remember, (laughs) you know, pretending like I saw ghosts and like making myself cry. And my goal was always to make her cry. Like I was mean, I was not nice, but then like once (laughs) I know it's truly psychotic, but at some point I would say it was probably when we were both in high school for one year together, I just felt super protective. I wanted to make sure she was taken care of. And I think from then on, we were like thick as thieves. Yeah. What about you and your sister? So I feel like it wasn't until we were a little bit older in our lives, I would say in our 20s, when we really became 
best friends. I remember very specifically a trip that I took with my sister where we bonded. And I feel like that's when she became my best, best friend. She had been working in Anguilla of all places. And I went out there to visit her. And I think it was that trip that really cemented us as besties. But growing up, we weren't, I mean, we're five and a half years apart. So that's a lot of life to have in between two sisters. We never went to high school at the same time. We never went to middle school at the same time. So with these two, they're going to be a little less than 15 months apart. So I'm hoping that they're just naturally best friends. But of course, I'm anticipating the fighting over the toys and then the clothes and all of that. Um, But yeah, I'm just, I'm so excited. Jason's really excited also. I'm so happy for you guys. And also I'm so happy because I know your plan was to implant another embryo in June. But like how gorgeous to not have the stress or like you guys were just having fun as a married couple doing the deed and it worked out so beautifully. I mean, that's kind of the dream scenario, right? Like I remember when you're trying, it kind of takes the sexiness out of Right. Well, because you have those ovulation strips and you're trying to time it perfectly and then you're like, oh shoot, babe, I'm ovulating. We got to do it. And it just feels like a A job. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like work. And this happened, I feel like right when I was feeling myself again, do you know what I mean? Like after postpartum, like it takes a little bit of time to really get back to yourself. And finally I felt like I was in the swing of things and yeah, we were just, you know, having fun doing married couple things and bow chicka wow wow yeah (laughs) (laughs) also really ecstatic that we even got to have a gender reveal because we never thought we'd get to have a gender reveal like we always you know when you implant an embryo oftentimes you obviously you've done testing so you know what the fetal sex is and yeah I will say I've been a lot more nauseous. I mean, you know, I've been telling you this time. Um, I was definitely sick with Kaya, but not like this. I puked three times on Saturday. Oh, no. Um, And it's hard when you're also taking care of a baby and you're pregnant. Mm -hmm. But I am doing it. And I am hopeful that I start feeling better any day now because we're in that second trimester. Yeah. Let me tell you, once you have been pregnant in your first trimester with a toddler running around, there is nothing you can't do. Both of us, pregaritos. Yeah, um, what do you have this week? Um, I would like to start with things not to say to pregnant women. Ooh, yes. Starting with this week when I went to a, not a Chipotle, but a Chipotle-like restaurant where you go up mm. to the counter and you tell them what you'd like on your in your bowl and they make you a lovely dinner. I volunteered the information that I was pregnant and that I would not like feta in my bowl. And the guy's response was, oh, it's a girl. And I said, it is a girl. How'd you know? Oh, my sister had a girl over the summer and she was huge. Oh, what? And I was like, so are you saying I'm huge? <laughs> I think he was saying, oh, yeah, you're having a girl. And I can tell because my sister was pregnant this summer and she was huge, as are you. So therefore, it must be a girl. 
I, I, it was like my brain was like, what, what, what? I short the circuit and I was like, is that for, how about a congrats? That's so exciting. Or how about nothing at all? Like, great. No feta. Got you. Isn't it wild how strangers feel like they so easily can just comment on our bodies or even have you had anyone go up to you and just want to touch your belly yet? Like a person you've never met and it's so weird. And you're like, hi, stranger, please get out of my face and please kindly take your hand off my body. The touching my belly a little less Mm. weird to me, but the commenting or like the guessing what gender, like with Dylan, everyone loved to tell me, oh, you're having a boy because you're holding the bellies really high and everything's really little. And that felt like a compliment. I was like, oh, thank you. And we didn't know her gender. So I was like, it probably is a boy. It's the whole guessing what baby gender is based on your body that is so fucking weird to me. And I think we need to not do it anymore. I was, yeah. I was stopped in my tracks. I couldn't even remember what else was supposed to go on my bowl. From That was like the first thing I said to this guy. That was our interaction. And I was like, cool, cool. So I'm big. Thanks for that. But also in related news, I can't stop eating Girl Scout cookies and Caterberry <laughs> eggs. I ordered about 20 boxes of Thin Mints. And yesterday I had an entire box. Two days before that, I got the Caterberry mini eggs, the ones that are like the milk chocolate with the crispy shell. I crave sugar like no one's business during pregnancy. And that is exactly what I craved during Dylan's around the March, April time. And here we are again, just repeat offender. I'm back. And my glucose test is in like two weeks. It's going to be fine. And let me just say, enjoy pregnancy. I feel like that's the one thing that we do as women when we're pregnant and we're, is we're so conscious of like, oh, but I don't want to have like X, Y, Z weight to lose after the fact. But it's like you're pregnant and your body is telling you what you need. And if you need Girl Scout cookies and you need to eat that whole entire box of Girl Scout cookies and you should enjoy this season. Obviously now you're not craving anything probably. So- I really always like pears when I'm pregnant and this pregnancy, I also, so I puked up, sorry for all the, for all the throwing up stories, but I threw up like a million saltine crackers. Cause there was a point where they're like, just eat saltine crackers. So now I can't have saltine crackers. So now I'm having an elevated cheese and cracker situation, which is pretzels and cream cheese. Oh, lovely. It's a great snack. Highly recommend 10 out of 10. Please try it if you have not done it. I've really wanted little kids uh, cereal. Sounds so good to me. And I haven't caved yet, but like what I really want is like a cinnamon toast crunch or like a golden gram or perhaps a fruit loop. Yeah. This is a food porn podcast now. So hope you all have transitioned with us, but yeah, the cravings are wild. Yeah. It's so funny how our bodies do that when we're pregnant. Yeah. It's like really weird. I also, I know you're not supposed to eat deli meat, but I love a turkey sandwich when I'm pregnant. My doctor said it was okay. Listen, just get it from a good source. You're fine. I have one more short one. Yeah, let's hear it. You want to hear it? So we started a new tradition where every Friday, speaking of food, we go out for pizza night or Italian food. Love that for you. Why has no one told me that watching a baby eat pasta is the best thing ever? In the whole world. It's just so cute. I'm amazed at their ability to slurp, at least for Kaya. She just instinctually knew to like, that was right into the mic. Yeah. She She just knew how to slurp. And I won't be surprised if her first word is pasta because she 
loves pasta. We love a carb girl. Yeah. And babies eating pasta. There should be a YouTube channel for that. Maybe there is. Maybe we should start it. We should. A whole Instagram account. I have plenty of videos of Dylan just loving a noodle. Uh, Please send to me. Nothing makes my heart happier than just like a slurpy baby. It is a feel good moment for sure. Yeah. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, from noodles to Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, and it's time for the tea. We love talking Taylor and Travis, so we have to talk about him in Australia. He flew all the way to Australia to support Taylor Swift on night one of her Sydney, Australia tour date. And this man really did the most. He was singing. He was wearing friendship bracelets. He passed out guitar picks to fans. Katy Perry was also there, which is a whole other topic that we we need to one day get into. Um, But back to Travis. While he was there, they went on two cute dates. First, they went to the zoo when he first got there, which I think is just so wholesome and sweet. And then... After her three-plus-hour concert that she performed, how she had any energy is beyond me, but they went on, like, this little boat date. Then, after two days, he flew all the way back to the States and went to party in Las Vegas at this brunch celebration for the Chiefs, and I just don't understand how either of them function. I want to know how they look so good, because we know a long flight makes you puffy, dry, tired they're Mm. up all hours of the night they're doing the most in terms of collecting those frequent flyer miles and 
they both look so dewy and refreshed. It makes no sense. We need to know the secret. It must be special air on her private jet. Probably. Because he did take the private jet. Ooh, she sent the PJ? She sent the PJ. That's how you know it's real. It's real love, guys. Do we think a proposal is on the horizon? I don't know. I would like to think by the end of the year because I think they're both in their mid-30s and I was actually Taylor's age when I met my husband. So I think this is like the right time to do it. But I also always wonder, and I do think the answer to this is yes, like this girl loves love. She's made an entire career out of writing about love and heartbreak and describing the colors of love, whether it's blue or red or golden. And I do wonder though, like, does she really want to get married? Is that something that she sees for herself? I don't remember know. when we all thought she had married secretly Joe Alwyn. Yes. I think we're more obsessed with it than like the idea of her getting married than mm-hmm. her wanting to get married. Cause I also think she loves writing and I think she likes touring and I think she really loves this career and this empire that she's built. And not to say you can't do it both. If you're Taylor Swift, at least you can do all the things at one time. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I think everyone's so invested because there has been so much heartbreak. So it's like, who's going to be the one? He does feel different, right? And I'm excited to listen to her Tortured Poets Department album and to get a little glimpse into Do you think she writes some songs about Travis on that album? I think Down Bad is going to be about him. Ooh, Down Bad. You know, because I think she's Down Bad. Yeah, I I love it. We'll see. Oh, I love it. I can't wait. We'll see. Well, in the meantime, we did have a reunion that we've all been waiting for. The Devil Wears Prada reunion at the SAG Awards. Meryl Streep enters the stage. She says, oh my gosh, I forgot my envelope and my reading glasses. And she's such a brilliant actress that I was like, oh my God, she forgot her reading glasses (laughs) and her envelope. But it was all a bit because on one side of the stage, Emily Blunt comes out. The other side, Anne Hathaway comes out. And they give her the glasses and the envelope. So it was like this reunion. They, of course, all starred together 18 years ago in the 2006 movie that we all know and love. And they gave us what we wanted. Emily and Anne kind of turned the tables on Meryl and quoted some of her famous lines from the movie back at her. And there's been a lot of talk over the years of like, would they ever do a sequel? And Anne and Emily have both said that they're totally down. I don't know what that story would look like, but I'd be here for it. I loved that movie. I did too. I would love to see where they could go with that. Like, are they both running rival magazines or what's happening? I just think, look how much life has happened for all of them since 2006, right? Meryl Streep has become a grandmother Mm -hmm. and both Emily and Anne have become mothers during that time. Yeah, And so then to like see them all on stage and to see this camaraderie and this friendship. And I thought it was really cute. What other reunions? I feel like we've seen a lot of reunions lately. Like we got the Mean Girls commercial not too long ago. We saw Ross and Rachel in the Uber Eats commercial, AKA David Schwimmer and Jennifer Aniston. What other revival reunion type things would you like to see? Okay. I don't know why this just came to me, so don't judge me. But if you're a millennial, you'll probably agree. I feel like a Dawson's Creek reunion (laughs) could be kind of great. Wow. You, I just got chilled. I know. Like, I don't know why. It just came on my heart and I felt like that's what I should say, but I'm a little embarrassed that that's what came to me. But I loved that show. I can't top that. That's 
It's pretty That's good, right? That's really good. I was thinking Clueless because I would just love to see Paul Rudd and Alicia Silverstone, but Dawson's Creek, that's the one. Oh, wow. <laughs> that got me excited. <laughs> All right, guys. Our last piece of news here is that on Friday, Chrissy Teigen posted two videos of her and John Legend's youngest son, Ren, on her Instagram story, revealing that he is learning to walk. He is eight months old. Not I only was my... he learning to walk, he was walking on He his was own. walking. So Kaya just turned eight months and she is now crawling. So she started crawling right before eight months. But thinking about her walking at eight months just, is just out of this world. I mean, good for them. Also, I'm sorry for them. I think she even said like, oh, Lord, help us. <laughs> Eight months is so early. But what I love about this so much is Chrissy and John had suffered loss. They had yeah. a pretty late, I think she was 20 or so weeks pregnant when she miscarried their son, Jack. And they had a lot of conversation and did a lot of therapy about how to move forward in their family making. Did they want to keep having children? They ultimately decided to have Ren via surrogate. And then she went on to carry a daughter. So they are a few, they're like back to back, like literally months apart, basically twins. And what I love so much is just seeing that joy can come after heartbreak. Mm. You know, they continue to acknowledge Jack and and that loss. And I think that's great and wonderful. Um, but I also just love seeing that there are these moments of joy and life goes on and you can still find happiness. And so yeah. here he well, is I'm at so eight months, this little miracle baby walking. It's great. I'm, I'm so glad you said that because yeah. it is all about like those little victories and those really special milestones. And they're that much more special after you've had a hard time and for sure and I'm so you know whenever I see videos like this I'm always so curious like oh I wonder when Kai is gonna start walking or I wonder when this is gonna start happening for mm. her and it it gets me like excited as someone who had some postpartum anxiety and a lot of it was just like irrational fear around milestones and like making sure Dylan was on track and she has been completely on time with everything it was just this hormonal wild ride I was going on as a mother. Sometimes seeing milestones in other children can trigger feelings like you're not doing enough. So just know eight months is very, very early and your baby is going to do everything on their own time. So it's all good. If you're mm -hmm. out there feeling triggered by <laughs> eight month walker, don't, don't, don't be. worry. It's all gravy, baby. Good reminder. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yes. Okay, guys, it is time for OMG of the week. And I want to be transparent that this is a bit of a serious topic and one that Hallie and I really talked about Um, just the two of us beforehand, but we felt like it was important to bring up, but also we want this to remain a safe space and a place for love. But we are going to talk about the embryo and IVF situation in Alabama. So less than a week after the Alabama Supreme Court ruled that embryos created through IVF are legally considered children, three IVF clinics in that state have suspended services as they consider the legalities of that decision. IVF providers now fear that they or their patients could face legal penalties if they discard any embryos, healthy or not. And this obviously affects a lot of people. Hallie and I have both done IVF. We really wanted to come at this, though, from an informative place. And so we did a lot of research. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with Dr. Amy. She's the egg whisperer, and she's a really big fertility doctor that I've gotten to know and that I really trust. And she's had a lot to say about this court ruling. Dr. Amy said, embryos are precious cells and they have the potential to turn into a baby, but an embryo is not a child. An embryo is not a baby. Anyone who knows even the smallest bit about IVF knows that an embryo is a chance for a baby. And the concern here is that patients who are doing testing in Alabama, they might be forced to use embryos that they did not want to use. And they might not be allowed to freeze embryos or they might have to transfer everything they have. She went on to say each embryo represents hope and potential, but it's essential to remember that they are not yet fully formed individuals. They should be protected, yes, and they should be treated with care and respect, and they should be seen as little miracles. She also said that it's crucial to ensure that individuals undergoing fertility treatment have the freedom to make choices that align with their values and circumstances. I think there's a big lesson here, and that is that people who are making these laws and these decisions that affect so many people, and especially women, are researched. Almost half a million children are born through IVF a year, and one in six couples are affected by infertility and need to do fertility treatments, that's something that we really need to consider. And I just urge our lawmakers and all the voters out there to educate themselves more than anything. We know that there are so many layers to this story and that it's complicated and it's ongoing, but we've both been the fortunate beneficiaries of IVF. And we do feel a personal tie to what is happening in Alabama, but we are deeply committed to keeping this a very safe and loving space for all women and all mamas. And we do think that sometimes loving each other means having hard conversations. So our hope is that we can bring on experts in the medical field who can more responsibly and carefully educate both Katie and myself and you guys at home and 
help us to understand better what's happening in Alabama. So if that is something that you're interested in, please stay tuned. Like we always say, motherhood is a sisterhood. So what impacts one of us impacts all of us. But in lighter news, we love to end our show with a mama we love. And this week's mama we love is Hillary Swank. What a legend. She became a mom for the first time at 48 years old last April. She welcomed twins, a boy and a girl, with her husband, Philip Schneider. And she was recently on a red carpet and opened up to page six about what has surprised her most about becoming a mom for the first time. And she said it's just the joy. It's more fun and more exciting than she ever could have imagined. And she always thought it was going to be extraordinary, but it's just way more. And then I love it because... The reporter actually asked her, you know, what are your thoughts on like being an older mom? Is it more tiring than being a young mom? And she totally shot it down. And I thought I had a perfect response. She said, I think there's exhaustion no matter how old you are. And ain't that the truth? She didn't say that. I said that (laughs) in your 20s and still be exhausted being a new mom. And I think it just comes with the territory that new mom exhaustion is real. But I just I love it. I think it's never too late. If being a mom is on your heart and something that you want, I think there's ways to make it happen. And she is living proof of that. And I love it so much. I have been following her story ever since she announced her pregnancy. And like you, I'm just so over the moon and ecstatic for her. And you can see in these interviews where she's been talking about her twins, this joy and this light just coming out of her. And yeah, being a new mom is exhausting. You're up every three hours during the night, whether you're breastfeeding, nursing, giving a bottle, however you choose to feed your child, like you are up. Um, And that's just the name of the game, but it's good to remember this is all a season. Yeah. This is all a season for the betterment of, of you and the future that you wanted and you wanted a family and this just comes with the territory. Right. The joy outweighs everything else, you know? Absolutely. So true. I want to ask you the same question. Like what surprised you most about becoming a mom? Hmm. How much I love her. Like I knew I would, but you know, my mom always talked about how the second she saw my sister and I, it'll make me cry. We've already done that on the show talking about that moment, but it is just the most amazing thing in the world. I've never experienced anything like it. It is a love like I've never felt before. And I saw someone online talking about how being a mom is so risky because the love you feel is so vulnerable. Mm. It is like you will never love anything the way you love this little being. And it's like your heart walking outside of your body and there's only so much you can do to protect them. So it's like this risky, wonderful thing you do in life. And it's, uh, yeah. What about you? I think I'm pretty similar But I also think it's like the amount of joy that she brings. Mm -hmm. Nothing in this world has ever made me feel more than when I walk in in the morning and her, and her face lights up seeing me. And she does this like screech of excitement and knowing how, how I'm this little person's world and how she's mine. There's nothing comparable to it. And it's, it's a different love than you've ever imagined. It's a different love than you share with your your partner, your husband, your family. This is a different type of bond. And yeah, when I look at her eyes and we have like these cute little moments or when we do our nose kisses, sometimes I'm just so overwhelmed with like emotion and love. Like, yeah, I want to cry a little bit. Yeah. 
Cause you just, yeah, you're so protective and you want to give her everything and you want to make sure that her life is, is magical and, and happy and rewarding. And yeah, there's, there's nothing like it. So I hear Hillary when, when she gave her answer. And when I see her talk about her kids, it's, it's one of those things Yeah, you don't get it until till you're doing it. Yeah, for sure. Well, guys, thank you so much for giving us your ear. We love you so much. And we're so glad you're here and that you keep coming back. It just means the world to us. And we hope that this space feels as good for you as it does for us, because it's so fulfilling. We love a mama community. And like we always like to say, motherhood is a sisterhood.